Welcome back to the Mercy Came Running Podcast. If you're here for the first time, welcome. If you're a frequent listener, welcome back. As a reminder, we publish podcasts here every Monday morning as an encouragement to start your week, as a pick-me-up in the middle of the week, or to reflect on the week gone by. Let's get into today's scripture. In our restaurant, we have these globes that on the front counter that, that house the light bulbs that, that illuminate the front counter, uh, essentially. And the globes are very hard to get off. They're uh, very hard to take off. We can't, it's very difficult to change the bulbs when they go out because it's very difficult to get those globes off. Well, we've been having some issues with those bulbs going off and on, um, just out of seemingly nowhere. And so I wanted to check and make sure because they're on a kind of a different connection. It's not a screw-in bulb. It's a it's a different kind of bulb that just kind of holds in there. So I wanted to take the globe off, check the bulbs, make sure, number one, the bulbs were okay, and then make sure they were seated properly in the sockets. And I tried with all my might to to take those globes off. And I'd always been warned, you know, if you, uh, uh, those globes, they're, they're very finicky and they're hard to get off. And if you touch them in just the wrong way, they're going to break and they're pretty expensive. And so in thinking about that, I'm, I'm still a fixer and I like to, um, I get joy out of, of fixing things and repairing things, but, uh, I just couldn't wrap my mind around how to get this done. I'd, asked some some people that I knew about how to do it and they gave me some instructions and some helpful tips that I thought were going to were going to happen and I just never could get the globe off and so I was at work one day and I said you know I'm just gonna try one more time there were other things I could have done but I chose to try to take that globe off one more time and in doing so it broke now I didn't hurt myself. I didn't cut myself. And I cleaned up the the glass that was on the floor that had broken. But I couldn't believe that I had done that. Although I knew there was a possibility it was going to break. And I knew there was a possibility that by me trying it one more time that it was going to break. And, and uh, we were going to have to have it fixed. And but I chose to do it anyway. So all the next day. And that afternoon and the next day, I'm just thinking, what if I had just done something different? I had just called, you know, our facilities people and they were to come and take care of it. And But for me, I, I wanted to fix it. If I had chose to do something else, the, the globe would still be intact and would not be broken. And I couldn't get around the fact that it was my choice that led to that. You see, we are the sum of our choices. Our lives, if you think back over your life, your life is the sum of your choices. Now, in theology, there's kind of three ways to to think about our lives. One is um, Calvinism, which is predestination, which is Reformed theology, which is God is sovereign and he has um, decided everything and he knows how everything is going to turn out. The other view is Arminianism, which was coined by, not coined, but which was Uh, kind of put forth by John Wesley, is that man has total free will. God is sovereign, but man has total free will in what he does. For me, I kind of fall in the middle of those two camps. Uh, I'm neither a Calvinist nor a Molinist. I kind of um, 
find myself in the middle of those. And I'm neither a Calvinist nor an Armenian. I'm more of a Molinist. And Molinists deal in the world of counterfactuals. Is that we are the sum of our choices. And that God has a middle knowledge that um, he knows. Um, yes, he is sovereign. And yes, man has a free will. But there's this middle knowledge there that uh, God knows every sequence of every decision that we could ever make in our entire lives. And then the choices we make are the ones that we make in a nutshell. Now, that's just kind of <laughs> breaking it down to its um, simplest form. That's kind of Molinism in, in a nutshell. And so I kind of fall in that camp. Now, there's some things I don't agree with or, um, uh, in there, but uh, that's kind of who I am because I believe that that our lives are the sum of our choices and if you think back over your life you can see that you are the sum of your choices the, the choices you've made in your life have led you to where you are today and the choices that you're going to make today and tomorrow and the next day are going to be where you are or who you are in the future and so with that said we think about our lives Think about the choices we make. Think about the, the things that we do. And then we think about what would I have done or what would have happened if I had done this? What would have happened if I had done that? What if it would have happened if this person had made that decision? Or, you know, think about history. What would have happened if, if John F. Kennedy had not been assassinated? If uh, Martin Luther King Jr. had not been assassinated? If, if certain things had gone certain ways, how would our lives be different today? You see, we are the sum of our choices. Our world is the sum of our choices. The choices we make make the world that we live in. And we're going to be looking today as we talk about that and as we think about that and as we kind of apply that to our lives, we want to be looking today at Second uh, Samuel chapter 6. And I've titled today's podcast, Unintended Consequences, because... In the choices that we make, there are unintended consequences. Um, when, when my employees, when they order our trucks, when they do this or they do that, if they don't order the right amount of product, or if they, um, or if they don't know that something is special is coming up that we need to order extra for, the unintended consequences of those things is that we run out of certain things. And so, the choices that we make in our everyday lives lead to unintended consequences that sometimes we don't think about. And in the story we're going to, we're going to talk about today, there's a man named Uzzah. And Uzzah makes a choice based on a choice that someone else made and his life is affected by it. And so we're going to pick up in verse one and David here is going to be moving the Ark of the Covenant uh, he wants to move it back to uh, back to Jerusalem, back to where it should be, back to its home base, if you will, because it's never been there. It's kind of traveled around and it's gone from place to place. And now David wants to bring it back home. And verse one says, David, again, assembled all the choice men of Israel, 30,000 men. He and all his troops set out to bring the ark of God back home. The ark is called by the name, the name of Yahweh of of hosts who dwells between the cherubim. And they set the ark of God on a new cart and transported it from Abinadad's house, which was on a hill, uh, Uzzah and 
Ahio, the son of Abinadab, were guiding the cart and brought it with the ark of God from Abinadab's house on the hill. And so here we are. We have this procession. David is bringing the ark of the covenant back. Now, think about this verse where it says that David set the ark, uh, that they set the ark of God on a new cart. Now, that was the first choice that was made. The first choice that was made was to put the ark on a cart. Now, if you read back in Exodus, in the very beginning when the ark was made and when it was fashioned and the way God uh, assembled this thing, he intended for it to be carried by the priests on poles. Now, they were they were warned from the very beginning, do not touch this thing. Do not touch the ark. No one can touch the ark because it is holy. And if you touch it, you're going to die. If you're not authorized to touch it, you're going to die when you touch it. No questions asked. And so when when the when the ark was made, God made these uh, he had them fashion these 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 two shafts that would go through the rings on the ark. They could lift it up with these poles and they wouldn't die. And so the the Levites were supposed to carry this. The sons of Kohath were supposed to carry the ark everywhere it went. And so we're fast forwarding now to the time of David. The ark needs to come back home. And David sends uh, his troops out and they bring it back on a cart. Instead of going the way that God had asked them to and, uh, uh, and instead of uh, the priests carrying it on the poles like they were supposed to, David had them put it on a cart. That was the first choice that was made. Now, as they're going along, this thing is being pulled by oxen. And, you know, it's probably a bumpy road. And the, the cart is kind of, you know, swaying to and, to and fro. And uh, one of the ox stumbles. And so as the oxen stumbles, the ark begins to, begins to tump over. And it begins to fall over. And what's our first reaction when things start to fall over? Is that we want to grab it and steady it. We don't want it to fall on the ground, especially the Ark of the Covenant, especially the Ark of God. We don't want that to fall on the on the ground because that would be unholy. It would make it unholy. And so Uzzah wants to reach out and he wants to grab the Ark to steady it. But remember what God had said, if you touch the Ark unauthorized, if an unauthorized person touches the Ark, they will surely die. Let's read on down a little bit. And David and the whole house of Israel, in verse 5, were celebrating before the Lord with all kinds of fir wood instruments, lyres, harps, tambourines, sistrums, and cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah reached out to the, to the ark of God and took hold of it because the oxen had stumbled. And then the Lord's anger burned against Uzzah, and God struck him dead on the spot for his irreverence. And he died there next to the ark of God. That was the second choice that was made. Instead of letting the ark fall and letting the priest pick it up, Uzzah reached out to steady it. Good intentions, good intentions, but the wrong thing to do. It was the He did the right thing, but in the wrong way. And so because of that, it cost him his life. Because of the choice he made there to steady the ark, and not let it fall and hit the ground, which is what any of us would have done. He himself paid for it with his life. Because that's what God had decreed. If you touch the ark and you're unauthorized to touch it, 
you're going to die. You see, two people that day made a choice. David made a choice not to let the priest carry the ark and to put it on a cart. When the oxen stumbled, Uzzah made the choice to reach out and grab it when he wasn't supposed to, and he died. You see, as we think about the choices that we make every day, I want to share with you a couple of things. Number one is this, is that our choices affect us. Our choices affect us. Our choices affect what we do. Our choices, we are the sum of our choices every day. Think back over your life again. You are where you are because of the choices you've made. Because you took that job or you uh, wanted to move here or you went to school there. We are the sum of our choices. And the choices we make pattern our lives. The second thing is this, is that our choices affect others. Our choices affect others. David's choice that day affected Uzzah. It cost him his life. Now, David was angry because of that, but it was already decreed. Yeah, he did, Uzzah did the right thing, but he didn't do it in the right way. And David was angry because Uzzah died because of his choice. You see, the choice David made that day affected someone around him. And the choices we make every day affect those around us. When we go to work and we choose a, a bad attitude or we choose to do things the wrong way or we don't finish something that someone else is dependent, depending on, it affects others. It affects people around us. It affects our family. It affects our friends. It affects our coworkers. The choices we make every day affect people around us. And then the third thing is this, our choices affect our future. Because as I said earlier, we are the sum of our choices. The things that we do every day will determine our future. If I were to choose something today, it's going to affect me tomorrow and the next day and the next day. When I chose to take the, the job that I'm in now, it affected me for years to come. I didn't know how it was going to affect me, but it did. And it affects people around me. It affects me. It affects people around me. It affects my future. You see, sometimes there are unintended consequences of the choices we make. David realized that when Uzzah was killed because of his choice to put the ark on the, on the cart and not have the priest carry it. Our choices also have unintended consequences. Things we don't think about. If I don't do this, or if I don't finish this report, if I don't, if I go to work with a bad attitude, it's going to affect somebody else. And, and we don't think about those things sometimes. And they turn out to be the unintended consequences in our lives. So as we're thinking about the choices that we're going to make every day, let's think about these three things. Number one, how does it affect me? Number two, how is it going to affect the people around me? And number three, how is this choice going to affect my future? As we think about those three things in our lives, as we think about how it's going to affect us and the unintended consequences that come along with our decisions, I pray that as we think about those things, that we'll make better decisions every day 
that we will consciously choose to make good decisions because of who it's going to affect. And I pray that every day that we go to work or we go to school or we interact with our friends and our co-workers and the people around us, that they will see the choices we make and that it will affect them in a positive way. We'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining me on the Mercy Came Running Podcast. It's my hope that it continues to be a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you enjoy what you hear each week, share it out to your friends and family who could also benefit from hearing an encouraging word. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.